Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine. This is Mark Sirianis, your host, a third Don Black Belt, and the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. Taekwondo Life Magazine is a member of the Believe Sports Network. Believe is the number one sports and podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Today, we are going to be talking about really an incredible story surrounding what turns out to be an incredible movie, The Paper Tigers, a martial arts movie that I am really fond of, that I was really surprised by, and that I highly recommend that is coming to a theater and VOD near you on May 7th, 2021. So sit back and listen to my review, my discussion of this show, this movie, and enjoy the show. And now a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. You know, uh, this week, as of Friday, April 23rd, the PFL season is underway, and we've been covering that one for years. And now you can bet on all of the action for PFL for the entire season and a ton of other things at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your bet online sports book experts. Hello, and welcome to Taekwondo Life Magazine. We are going to be talking today as we teased in our intro about a an upcoming film that is going to be appearing a martial arts film of course that's going to be appearing in theaters and on video on may 7th 2021 now this movie comes to our attention because as we've talked about in the past we are subscribers to haya tv haya tv many of the programs on haya tv come from wellgo Entertainment and Wellgo USA. This movie that we are featuring today is being distributed by Wellgo USA. So it came to our attention. We received a screener copy and we are so happy to provide this review. Now, The Paper Tigers is the name of the film and it is being presented as a, an action comedy film, which to some degree is correct. I mean, it's a comedic film, it's an action film. I did see the trailer before I saw the film, and I got the sense that it was more of a comedy than a martial arts film. Uh, once you see the film, that's actually not the case. It is comedic film, there's comedic undertones, but it's a really heartwarming film. It's a film I highly recommend, and it's a film we're gonna talk a little bit more about. So the film is the story of three childhood friends who study Kung Fu with their Sifu master. They are very, very gifted. One of them in particular, Danny Eighthands, who is played in the adult version by Alan or Elaine Yu, his friend, Ron Hune, and Mikkel Shannon Jenkins. And we'll talk a little bit more about them. 
They are involved to some degree in the fight club circuit. They are extremely gifted. They come to be known as the three tigers and the disciples of their master, of their master, Sifu Chum. They are the heirs to Sifu Chung's Kung Fu legacy. Cut forward 30 years, and we get to the heart of the movie, which is these middle-aged men who, to some degree, have stopped tra training, have become separated by life and by certain circumstances, which the movie talks about and who are dealing with the normal issues that people deal with, issues of their job, who's gotten divorced, issues of raising children, raising children in divorce, injuries, personal injuries relating to work, things of that nature. And they're brought together by a circumstance which maybe to some degree is relatively common for a martial arts movie, right, which is the death and the suspected murder of their teacher, their, their Sifu. That's what brings them together. But unlike many martial arts films, this is not a high action revenge film. This is a, a film that really is a film about aging, a film about friendship, a film about family, a film about honor that is couched in a martial arts film to some degree. It reminded me, even though the film isn't exactly like The Art of Self-Defense, a film that we talked about last year, the Riley Stearns film, Mindy Kelly choreographed film about toxic masculinity in the Dojang. That film was really to some degree about toxic masculinity in our society and in the world and was presented through the lens of a martial arts film. This film is very, very similar in that it really is a film about friendship and life and relationships that is couched in martial arts. So to some degree, it makes it a superior martial arts film than many because it is a well-scripted, we talked about this in the past with Jesse Johnson, right? The elevation of martial arts so that it's not simply where people go and fast forward through the dialogue to see the action. This is a well-scripted, really the dialogue is phenomenal and and really really interplayed well movie about human relationships the three main characters are unknown to me i i don't know if they have a, a long history of being in, in films i see that they've been in other films but they're not known to me ron hewn probably is the most well-known he plays hing in the movie um, probably the favored disciple of sifu chung who had a work work injury and is, is, is injured and is a little older. They have a great interplay. Their dialogue, their chemistry, the way that they communicate with each other, the way that they play off of there is really, really uh, terrific. And I, and I really thought it was very, very well scripted. Now, the, inter the most interesting thing about the film, or one of the most interesting things, is that this film was written and directed and put together by Kwok Bo Tran. He's the writer of the film. He put the film together. It's his concept. And the film sort of came to notoriety because he had presented the script, the story goes, to some major studios. 
the major studios really liked the film. They wanted to produce the film, but they wanted to put their whitewash take on the film. I assume they didn't want uh, an Asian lead. Perhaps they didn't want it to be a martial arts film. I, rumor has it that they were going to have Bruce Willis in the in the lead. Again, if we were to take that approach, Bruce Willis is certainly not a middle-aged man. At this point, Bruce Willis is well beyond middle-aged. He's a senior citizen. So how that exactly would have played out, I'm not 100% certain. But Tran decided, I'm not going to take that approach. I'm not going to, very much like Sylvester Stallone did with Rocky, right? The people that produced wanted to produce Rocky were very interested, but they didn't want Sylvester Stallone, they were willing to pay him for the story, but they wanted James Caan uh, or they wanted, uh, I believe it was Ryan O'Neill and some other people to play the lead character. He refused. He made a deal with, the, with a, he didn't end up making a deal with the major studio, but he made a deal to have the film be the film that he envisioned. And the rest is history, right? Academy Awards, Brock's Office Gross multiple sequels, second generation films. Well, in this situation, Tran decided that he would create a concept trailer and he would go the uh, crowdfunding route. He decided to do a stick Kickstarter campaign. And apparently that is what did it. He secured a million dollars relatively easily and he sort of had the freedom to do exactly what it is that he wanted to do, what it is that he envisioned for the film. And the success, the final product is a success. The film is great. I really, really liked the film. I liked it as a movie. I liked it as a martial arts movie. I liked it as a movie that can inspire people. Now it's not a kid's movie. It's not uh, sort of geared towards kids and teens because there's some language, there's some violence, but it is for, young adults and for adults and certainly for the demographic of people who started martial arts in the post Bruce Lee era and who are a little bit older and either have gotten away from their training or are still training and dealing with the struggles of their training. Cause that is very much a part of the film. As I said, the, the main characters are terrific. Uh, the Sifu Chung character, is sort of a background character, but he's, his, his image looms uh, very, very large in the film. Um, there's a little bit of a cameo in the film by Karate Kids um, from the Karate Kid Part Two and Cobra Kai Chosen. Uh, Yuji Akamoto has a very, very amusing, very small part in the, the film and very well known to people. Master Ken of the Enter the Dojo and YouTube series, uh, the the actor who plays Master Ken has a Matt Page has a very significant role in this film, probably one of the greatest roles in the film, scene stealing roles, um, humorous, funny. He plays sort of the innocuous nemesis of the of the film. Um, somewhat benign, uh, somewhat controversial, but really, really a great addition to this film. I really loved every second that he was on the film. 
And I think that you will too. The movie has its fair amount of action. It has decent amount of training. Much of the action is tempered. It is not your high wire um, acrobatic martial arts of Crouching High Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's not Jackie Chan. It is to some degree, it is not even Ip Man for that matter, but to some degree, older men who have a an experience with the martial arts who are trying to come to terms with getting back into the martial arts and fighting in a very serious way after having been away from it for a while. So I think it's something that many people could relate to. I related to the main characters on a very, very personal level. The film has some very, very strong themes about family, about honor, about integrity. And I think that those are important and they managed to do it in a way that's not preachy, in a way that's enjoyable. There is a ongoing message that Kung Fu without honor is merely fighting. Now, I know that our audience is broad, but we are Taekwondo life. So we are Taekwondo audience. So that message for me rang very true because while I don't study Kung Fu and while I'm not even that familiar with the practice of Kung Fu, I'm a martial artist at heart and I'm a traditional martial artist at heart. And if I take the word Kung Fu out and I say Taekwondo without honor is just fighting, that rings very true to me. And that's one of the reasons why so many people continue to stay with martial martial arts and traditional martial arts such as Taekwondo. I recognize that Taekwondo is an Olympic sport. I recognize that for many people involved in that aspect, they're athletes and they don't always consider themselves to be martial artists. However, at the core of every Taekwondo practitioner really is a traditional martial artist. We stem from a traditional root. For me as a parent, when I wanted my children to study something, I could have taken them to a boxing gym. I could have taken them to an MMA gym, but I chose to take them to my route, a traditional Taekwondo gym. Why? Because I wanted them to learn how to kick somebody in the head? No, because I wanted them to have the ability to learn, to kick and to punch tempered by honor, by integrity, and by the ways that I learned and that I studied and that my grandmaster taught me. So that is all very, very, very evident in this film. Again, it's, it is the fabric of the film without being preachy. It's enjoyable, it's heartfelt, it's funny. It's extremely humorous. Is it a comedy? I probably wouldn't call it a comedy, but it has the right comedic element. I said in my written review, I recommend that you see this film. I recommend that you recommend this film. And I am looking forward to seeing this film again. This is a film that I will watch more than once. I receive a lot of martial arts films from a screening standpoint. Many of them are well-intentioned. Many of them have good fight scenes. Many of them have things that are nostalgic about them. Many of the things are things that I enjoy. I enjoy martial arts films. I could probably find something redeeming about almost every martial arts film that I've ever seen. However, this is more than that. This is a truly enjoyable film. 
if I were to compare it to the Karate Kid, it is in that sense a triumphant, heartwarming, moving film. But the difference is that even though I enjoyed Mr. Miyagi in the Karate Kid, when I watched the original Karate Kid, I didn't really buy the martial arts aspect of it from Ralph Macchio. That's not the case in this movie. The the martial arts in this film, the fight choreography, um, the training is all very realistic and definitely worth seeing. So from Wellgo USA, The Paper Tigers coming to you in select theaters. By the time this movie opens on May 7th, many theaters will be open. And in video on demand platforms, I suggest that you check it out. I would love to hear what you think of this movie. And I expect that we may very well see a Paper Tigers 2. I look forward to seeing you in the Dojang. This is Mark Surianis for Taekwondo Life Magazine. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.